this uh, on up then and get started because we got a we got a big show ahead of us. So uh, let me go ahead and just start by saying welcome everybody to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number one hundred and sixty-one. I'm your usual host Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey everybody! I just want you to know that the Nintendo Switch is gay. I I have Mr. Trevor Bowles. Good morning, Vietnam. I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Oh God, is that where we are? Guys, I found out something horrible. What did you find Peter out? Molly, Peter Molyneux was tapping our Game of the Year uh, board. Oh, so you think that uh, you think that he made Titanfall win? No, I just think he was tapping our phones. The problem is we don't communicate via phone, but he was tapping them. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. like something he would do. Well, you have uh, you have just as, you have just as much evidence of that as others do. So yes, I do. Uh, it's definitely ironclad. Yeah, <laughs> get me the FBI. Definitely true. Uh, and I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. This is the Enemy Slot Slime uh, Nintendo Switch and Donald Trump podcast. Yep. <laughs> yep. Two of America's most beloved things. Hey, guys, remember when we used to like joke about the snack cast before everything went to shit? <laughs> I mean, do you get the podcast went to shit or like the you guys, world? Do you guys want to no, talk about the podcast? is still awesome. You want to talk about snacks? Uh, yeah, do we have some oh. snack info? I can tell you, I tried, uh, I tried Peeps Oreos, um, which uh, we all, Jared, we all know there is a snack that everybody's going crazy for. What snack is that? And that's the Nintendo Switch cartridges. <laughs> that's that's oh, true. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. True they're going, they're going bonkers for them. Keep um, eating them up, son. So I, I guess let's uh, let's just let's just start with that. I mean, it's the it's the biggest news, obviously, this week is we have a brand new uh, console uh, in the world. Oh, I thought you were going to say the biggest news was how they taste. Well, the biggest news is how they taste. It's something worth considering. Did you taste I can't it? Uh, we, we are in a point where that's like. Please tell me you did. I haven't tasted it yet. Oh, but do it right now. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah. in the podcast. Do you guys, do you guys really wanna... want me to taste it? Yeah, yeah. All right. I yeah, know what it taste the goddamn like. cartridge. Can you wait while I, I go get it? I can't give a shit. All right, wait, yeah, wait, and I'll go get it. Yeah, we want to know what right. it tastes like. So while he's off, I have a question. Is there yeah. some kind of federal law that only four people can be on this podcast at a time? Yes. FCC. Okay. Until we get a broadcasting license. <laughs> Where is uh, the other guy? What's he his did. name? Doug? Is it Doug, gotcha, yeah. Uh, Black Doug. Yeah. Black Doug. Doug. Dougie Doug. I was, was going to say the other guy was Jason. That's his birth name. Oh, Black. yeah. That's the other guy. <laughs> we had to do it. We have a bunch of other guys. Yeah, a bunch oh, of other okay. Guys. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Doug's like the main other guy. Yeah, he's the one that I've seen write stuff. Yeah. Nope. Well, seen. Nope. He's never wrote anything. Yep. He somehow managed idiot. to become a regular on the podcast without writing a word. Yeah, he's really? completely illiterate. Oh, I guess we have five every week because John Cena's on his podcast every week. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, the... Obama on. All right, I'm gonna taste one, two, switch. How's that sound? You don't uh, don't want to sure. mess up Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the wise choice. Yes. I don't want to eject it from the console. <laughs> okay, let's see here. So, um, these are of course flavored, uh, so that children don't lick them. Or eat them. Did did anyone Which, ever do that as a kid? They decide, hey, there's my Game Boy Vets cartridge. I wonder how it tastes. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I have three like, kids and I have a 3DS, and they never try to eat any of the games. They never but, tried to eat know. a game, huh? <laughs> no. Well, they haven't lived. Yeah. 
All right. Not like you, friend. You're on the wild side. Well, let's see how this goes. Are you ready? Okay. I'll just like. Oh, oh, that really is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is not. A, oh man. That's not an. Like describe it. it. Describe it. Um. Oh, holy shit. Well, give it um, here. Let me taste. There is this uh, product you can buy to stop your dog from chewing on things, and it's yep. it's made of like this tree bark, and uh, you you spray that on like whatever you don't want the dog to chew on. Oh God, it's not going away. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I should have grabbed some gum too. Uh, this tastes just like that, and I only know what that tastes like because if you spray too much of it, it'll get up in your mouth. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's similar where it doesn't go away for like a while. So I'm pretty sure this is probably the same, same stuff, but yes, uh, it was revealed that it's kind of funny because basically by, by spraying this with a bitterant, like they've done, they've actually made more people taste the cartridge <laughs> than I think ever would have normally. Like I, we've never even heard of what 3DS games taste like because no one's thought about it for more than 10 seconds, yeah. but mm. Uh, here we How have... did they discover that? Uh, I think it was Jeff Gerstmann. I think he, if I recall correctly, he was uh, switching out games and just put one in his mouth like while he was, you know, transferring it over between the between the thing and then just noticed like, oh, this this tastes awful because, um, man, the, oh, it is. <laughs> it is really not good. I would not recommend I mean, that, that. Do you think you can become an acquired taste like anchovies? Maybe. Um, I mean, there's there's some complexity. There's kind of a nutty, uh, you know, uh, lingering aftertaste to it. Um, so so yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely it, it's not easy on the palate, but I can see the palate becoming accustomed to it for sure. Are you are you saying you, so? It's kind of bitter, but then there's a nutty like. <laughs> it's, it's, this is incredible. I'm I'm reading. I'm trying to think what I can what what you compare well, no. with to, to cut yeah. down the bitterness. And bring well, all the nuttiness. Mm, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at maybe honey, out. a rosé. Mm. Uh, one person says, one person says, uh, it tastes like insecticide. It's yeah. How does he know thing. how he, what insecticide tastes like? Because he's probably had some insecticide. No, I can see that. Like it has like a, it has, it's very chemical. It's a very, very chemical uh, taste, which would make sense because they sprayed it with a fucking bitter chemical. Like that's what, <laughs> that's the whole purpose of, yes, yeah. of doing this. Um. So yeah, the 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 switch is out. The games don't taste good. Uh... Dude, they do know that, like, for the next several generations of console, people are just going to be taste testing their cartridges, right? Yeah, for sure. along. For sure. I I wonder if they keep this up. Like, uh, and you know, here's a thought. Maybe next time, instead of paying the extra money to have your cartridges sprayed with bitter shit, maybe uh, take that money and spend it on making your console work right. Um, just, just. Well, that's a good segue. So it's starting off pretty bad, huh? That's my crazy idea. Well, so uh, Trevor, you actually messaged me on uh, Saturday after the mm-hmm. switch after the switch came out, and you asked me how how Zelda was, and I was busy Friday night, so I didn't even touch it. And then Saturday, I was like, "Well, let's get this set up." And I I wanted to play Breath of the Wild on the TV. I didn't want to start it on the portable mode, and so <clears throat> right because it has lower frame rate. Is that right or lower? Uh... Well, we can get we can talk about that too when we talk about the game. Uh, but I just I just wanted the the TV experience. You know, I wanted loud volume and uh, you know a big mm-hmm. screen and all that shit. And so I, uh, I I decided that the what I would do is get it set up like kind of in its final resting place before I played the game. 
And uh, to do that, I had to go out and buy like a longer HDMI cable because I wanted this thing to sit in the cabinet or, or kind of the shelf where I had kept the Wii U gamepad. And um, it turns out all of that was a colossal waste of time because uh, the Switch literally does not work for me if it's sitting on that shelf. It literally has to be sitting right in front of the television in order for it to see the controllers uh, at all. Um, and wow. if I, so I did some measuring. And, and so basically, I, right now I'm playing with the Joy-Cons just pulled off of the system. And uh, if I'm nine feet away, uh, which is where I want to sit on my couch, uh, the Joy-Cons lose connectivity pretty regularly. Um, the left one has a weaker signal than the right one. So you tend to lose it more often. Uh, this means that you'll, uh, like in a game like Zelda, for example, you'll wind up like running when you didn't intend to run or you'll push the stick in a direction and Link won't go anywhere for a couple seconds and then he will. Um, but uh, I, I actually got out of measuring tape and measured and it was nine feet. And so there's another spot on my couch where I can sit where because it's, it's like a sectional. And so uh, there's another spot where I can sit where it's six feet and at six feet. I'm pretty good so far. Uh, I still lose the left Joy-Con every now and then, but for the most part, I seem to be uh, in in pretty good shape. So but you gotta say that six feet like some peasant, right? Well, I you know I, maybe that sounds like a like a whiny uh, thing, but I I don't even really feel like I have that big of a living room. Um, and, and keep in mind that all of this is with the console like front and center of the TV. If the controllers are hooked up to the Switch and it's in the dock. Uh, it, it actually like blocks my television screen. So I, I've oh. had, and, it, and it's the only place left where I can put it. I can't think of anywhere else to put the fucking thing. Um, Garbage. I, I want it on my, sh- <laughs> I want it on my shelf, but uh, it's just, it's, it's not having that for whatever reason. Um, so I, I will say I, I read a thing about uh, going into your settings and disconnecting and reconnecting the joy cons. And people were saying that helped and uh, that's, Last night, it seemed better after I did that, but I have not spent enough time with it to tell you with absolute certainty whether or not that solved my problem. Um, but uh, if, if the problem okay, remains... Okay, understood. If, Don't if, touch a Nintendo Switch until the Nintendo Switch Mini. So, yeah, I mean, the other, so the other problems are... And, and I said this before uh, it even came out. Like I think I said this like either last podcast or podcast before, which was that I was worried that the dock would scratch the screen up. Um, yeah, we were right to be worried. Defense, how nobody should ever talk bad about the Switch. You said that you probably didn't. I didn't think this would be off if you were. Hey, Michael, I have, a, I, have a, I have a question specifically for Michael. Yes, please. Michael, uh, are you on this podcast specifically to mess with Jared? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think I think I'm, I owe a favor to Doug. I think I've been pretty. <laughs> I think I've been pretty even-handed uh, with with the whole thing. I, I think that. Uh, Initially, it sounded like the whole left Joy-Con problems were isolated to just a few people. I think that some of the complaints are fucking stupid still. Who gives a shit about the kickstand? Do you guys want to know how many times I've knocked over the Switch on accident? None, because I'm not a fucking retard. So I, I don't think that uh, I don't think our conversation last week is really that overblown. I still think the media uh, was was looking for whatever reason they could to complain, I mean, which is just weird. Anything, speaking, speaking of speaking of the media. Anything, you sound a lot like Sean Spicer right now. Yeah, no, I get it. Nintendo can do no wrong. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but... Uh, that is what to, I said. To, to say, to defend Jared, I think actually <laughs> now the media is looking worse because there are actually legitimate fucking issues with this thing. 
and they were worried about the kickstand. You gotta have the kickstand be, be or good. Or the flavor. Or the or flavor of the, the cartridges. <laughs> yeah, but no, see, the, right, flavor like... thing is, the flavor thing is just like a bizarre oddity, and then everyone jumped on top of that because it's, you have to try it. Like, I want to try a Switch. I really don't think you, you have to try it. So the, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think that we'll all try it at some point. Like, it's going yeah. to happen. Um, you guys know that antifreeze has a pleasurable sweet flavor, right? <laughs> I've heard this. Um, well, but I don't, don't have any. Try I don't have any on hand, or, or else I'd be in. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ever want like a killer spice for your food, use bleach. Yeah. See, there you go. Well, this is just like a becoming a cooking podcast, pretty much. <laughs> oh, we should do that instead. There are. Uh... That, that would actually be a lot of fun, a cooking cast. No, no, no. We we can be food bloggers because that's racist. Like, so Lucio, of well, course, I'm racist, uh, so it's perfect. Lucio, of course, mentioned that there are other problems with the switch. Uh, and a lot of them are things that we wouldn't be able to identify until uh, until it like kind of released to a wide audience. Um, the big issues seem to be a lot of people having trouble with the card reader uh, and, and just having like a dead card reader um, and, and not seeing games what? when they put them into the system. Uh, I think the most heinous one for me is uh, there have been a lot of consoles that have shipped with dead pixels, and Nintendo has uh, gone on record saying that that's normal. And that you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> huh, the, good. They're not. They're not covered. They're awesome. It's not considered yeah, no, a defect okay. unless it. I know that usually the policy with this is that it has to exceed like a certain number of pixels, uh, but their policy doesn't even say that. It just literally says like it's normal for devices to ship with dead pixels, which is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, that was true in like what two thousand eight. Yeah, maybe like ten years ago. Um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Like you know, I haven't had one since like yeah two thousand eight. I think it was. Yeah, that's that's probably the last time I saw something like I, that. I, I I think the last time a dead pixel problem ever popped up for me was with the PSP, and that was a miserable system in itself. I had to, like I had to get I ultimately ended up buying three PSPs over the course of the PSP lifetime. Um, and you know what? That's actually what's been bugging me. I've been trying to think what does the Switch remind me of in terms of like the screen um, scratching issues and the dead pixel issues. It reminds me of the fucking PSP and how miserable that was. And I mean, the screen scratching is something where it's not scratching the visible area of the screen, uh, unless you're like drunk and slamming it into the thing at like the wrong angle or something like that. But I've handled this thing so gently. I've handled it softer than I would a a fucking like infant. And uh, I I still have uh, two areas on the bottom uh, sides of the screen that, that are starting to scuff up. Um, just with very, very limited use. Like I haven't, I haven't done much of anything with it. And it's funny because people have come up with all these solutions. So like first they were like, we'll get a screen protector and that's going to solve it. But they're finding that if you put a screen protector on and leave the device in the dock, it heats up enough that it, uh, will cause, it'll cause the screen (laughs) protector to to bubble and peel off. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. So that's problem one. Uh, some people have, uh, taken pieces of felt and glued them to like the rails of the, of the switch. Uh, but, uh, people are talking about how that can cause it to overheat. Um, (laughs) It just doesn't, and what I don't get is like, oh, shit. I don't understand why you wouldn't just take the front off and basically make it a does... make a stand that looks very similar to the Wii U stand. Um, 
and, and just have it that way and then just turn the screen off when you have it docked. Like, it, this doesn't feel like this had to be very complex, but for whatever reason, it sure This is what I feel like happened at Nintendo. Are you ready? Yes. So there's a factory, wherever their factories are, right? In, in um, China. It's in Washington, okay, Florida. So their factory in Florida. <laughs> and they go, okay, we are ready to start QA testing this thing, we are ready to start stress testing it. Let's bring in our testers of all ages, right? And then they have um, a bunch of adults come in, a bunch of teenagers come in, a bunch of fucking, I don't know, two-year-olds come in. And the two-year-olds, they're given these, like, Nintendo Switch handhelds, and they're like, okay, go buck wild and start fucking with the thing. And then one of the, one of the, one of the survey people, they're watching the test, and they're like, uh-oh, we have another issue. We have to halt testing entirely. Because the two-year-olds are eating, are the, eating cartridges. the cartridges. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> so they divert all their resources into figuring out this anti-edibility cartridge technique. That's the official name, uh, A-E-C-T. Um, and they spend all their funds, all their, all their stress test funds on designing that flavor instead, including the cartridges. And then it was like, oops, okay, our just test time is over. Just hey, man, food chemistry is expensive, okay? <laughs> He's not wrong. That's it. That's what happened. That's the whole story. Get it FDA approved and shit. Yeah, man, I, I got that straight from Reggie Philomies after they, I... They probably had, like, Gordon Ramsay and, like, uh, Michelin star winning chefs and shit going in, you know. And taste it to see if it's bad? You don't no, even... no, and, and each of them will, like, whip out different flavors of cartridge. Oh, oh, okay. You know, to to consult. That That's seems, how you do it. That seems excessive, for sure. I mean, um, you know, the problem is like there's people like Michael Manaman who only cooks with fire, and that was really bad on the cartridges. Um. So there's there's, there's other problems <laughs> that people are reporting as well. People are saying that the controllers don't stand up to a lot of wear and tear. That they're already like having the finish come off of them. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that. Um, the wrist straps can be put on backwards. Uh, I, I really feel like, um, yeah, that's so weird. And and actually, you know, I, I, I made fun of people who put them on backwards. I understand how it could happen after seeing them. Um, but I still think like, just be a little more careful and you'll probably be okay. But, uh, they really shouldn't have been designed in such a way that that they could be put on backwards. Anyhow, like I, I don't. I don't know what they were thinking there. There's a lot of stuff here where I just don't get what they were thinking. And, and I'll, I'll say this. It's a goddamn shame because when the console works, it's so cool. Like, it, it's it's so, so neat. Um, and I've really gotten a lot of use just in my uh, week with it. Not even a week, but just in my, like, four four days with it. Um, from, you know, pulling it out of the dock and, and taking it and, and uh, taking Zelda with me just wherever. Um, and uh, the garden party. It's most no. It's mostly it's mostly just been in bed like shit, man. <laughs> me, and, me and Breath of the Wild in bed. It's nice. Like that, that's all about. I worry uh, about how slovenly it's uh it's gonna make me uh because man, you can get you can get comfy and play this and and same with the Joy Cons actually. Like when they work, holding the Joy Cons like. I don't really ever want a controller again that's one piece. Like, it doesn't make fucking sense. Give me one that's two pieces because you can sit in any configuration or, or way that you want. Um, the uh, the bow in Zelda uses uh, gyro controls um, on the right Joy-Con. And someone's dying outside Jay's apartment. 
You just New York. Yeah. No, it's actually me. Is it really? Doing a little moonlighting. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Um, but yeah, anyway, the the Joy Cons are like they're they're great when they when they're functional and uh, gyro controls, which I was first introduced to by the Steam controller. I I don't know why more games aren't using that. Like it's. <laughs> It's so clearly the superior way to play. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh damn, he's dead. Someone's really dead. Like we should we should go home. Someone's in a lot of trouble. There we go. Yeah, they're probably gonna be really mad when they realize that uh, you pretended to be uh, an EMT, Michael. Well, you know, we don't pay those people a lot, so. No, no, I get it, I get it, but still, they, they probably will have a problem with that. Yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, just a little bit. This is Utah. They can't tell me what to do. That's true. So, um, what else to say about it? The hardware's it leaves something to be desired. And I have a feeling this will go the way that uh, every Nintendo handheld has ever gone, which is it is almost always smarter to wait for the first hardware revision. Uh, the DS Lite is leagues ahead of the DS. Uh, the 3DS XL was way better than the 3DS. Uh, the Game Boy Advance SP was dramatically better than the regular Game Boy Advance. So I have a feeling that there will be a uh, Switch something something that will probably be but here, Switch hitter. Here's the problem. A Switch hitter. It'll be a hit. <laughs> the problem with all those, the other problem with all those other consoles you named was that when the Generation 1 launched, they were mostly good. There weren't a lot of problems, and then and then like yeah, the, the, the few small minor things mm. that they fixed. Yeah, they were improvements and all that kind of stuff. But like some of the problems were stuff that was just um, literally made up to the design of the thing. Like, oh, it has a smaller screen because it was designed like that. It wasn't all of this uh, technical stuff. That feels like it really should have been caught in that testing phase. Well, some of it's it's like half and half. Like I, I feel like uh, like that video that Lucio linked where everything's broken. Um, that's largely th- those are very clear like manufacturing defects and, and problems in that regard they're not necessarily design flaws like the the uh game cartridge slot not working is is not because nintendo designed one that didn't work it's just because they had a shitty manufacturer who did a bad job uh the dead pixels are are that way too um the joy cons are a little bit of a mystery uh the signal problems it remains to be seen whether that's just like that's the hardware and that's it or if there is some kind of software update that, that can fix it. A lot of people have said that the day one update fixed their problems. And there's, like I said, anecdotal evidence, at least, that it, it might help. I've, I've had better luck after following some of their directions. Um, and if you call Nintendo and, and complain about the left Joy-Con, r- the report is that they're asking people to send just that Joy-Con back. So I'm not sure if that's indicative of a hardware problem or I don't know. That kind of remains to be seen. Uh, the the dock thing is fucking stupid, and you're you're absolutely right that that's something they should have caught for sure. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little up in the air. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't definitively call this like a, a failure, um, but it's definitely it's, it's definitely not uh, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination can I, can I just say something yes you can if we talk any more about the switch itself i'm going to go make myself a bleach salad um so i'm much more well, that's how i f- that's how i games. feel every uh <laughs> every podcast 
Uh, I, I, I'm much more interested in hearing about the game that came with the Switch. And before we go into that, so yeah, so well, one to Switch, let's do it. I just want to, I just <laughs> want to announce before we go into that. I just want to announce, hey Jared, yeah, I picked up your old mantle. As what? As being the weirdo who has amiibos? Yes, yeah. I have the the new Link and new Zelda amiibos to go with my old Link and old Zelda amiibos. <laughs> to be fair, I'm necessarily bragging about that. Else. I probably won't do anything else, but I I had to get that. Yeah, that's that's always that's always what you say. You say, "Oh, I probably won't do anything else," and then suddenly you have a whole room that you have to hide from. Hey, women. that's 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 not me. I was like, you know, Jared, you don't just have to hide that from women. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still good about the Legos. Uh, um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the Legos. I was gonna say the Legos were actually something I was happy to get. Well, um, well, I was like, I was always interested in Lego. Dimensions. Well, yeah, if you're spending your money on getting something, I hope you're happy about getting it. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that your toys are making you happy. That's what toys are for. So that's. Good. I don't want this well, fucking light bright. I'm gonna buy two right now. I'm done with that shit, man. I ain't touching. Where are yours? I'll, I'll where finish, are your amiibos? Like, where are they physically? They're they're two. Yes, where are they physically? They're two rooms over in a heavily locked, secured room. Uh, it's, <laughs> I. And a big, a big sign on it says, don't go in here. You're not ready to see it. You know, you, you no know, that, girls allowed. You know, that's called 50, the pussy drying room. You know, in that 50 shades of gray trailer where he tells her, like, my tastes are a bit eccentric. And then he opens the room and she sees all of his uh, like whips and shit. Well, this is like that pretty much. Um, OK, but be so disappointed. I, I don't I don't keep my Legos out in the open either. Well, good. Yeah, like, my, my, Legos, my Legos are all in a box in a closet. That's like, fuck that. I don't. Um, I don't think there's a Lego in this house. I, I don't think. Ah, oh, there might. Well, be. I feel sad for you. Everyone should have Legos. You know. Um, you know who plays with Legos. Well, so on the uh, the one thing that I was blown away with on the Switch is that there's no like I like there's no apps uh, is what I heard. Like there's not no yet. Netflix. Yeah, no Netflix. I, uh, I'm like, how do they not I launch? Think, Netflix is on everything. I think like, my favorite Netflix thing, just makes shit makes that app for whatever the anybody wants it for. I mean, it's like, how do you not have it? I'm sure it'll. Pretty come. sure it's on a TI83 by this point. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure it'll seriously. Come. Uh, my favorite is I'm actually sure it'll the. I'm sure it come uh, too, but come on, at launch. If you want to be mad about, uh, if you want to be mad about that, then you should see the friends list where you can add friends, but there's literally nothing else you can do with them. You can't. Uh, you can't send them messages. What you are you can't... gonna play though? <laughs> Uh, well, you can't play. Like, Obviously, you like, can't play anything with them. Bomberman has classic online Nintendo. multiplayer. This is this is classic Nintendo. Can't it's send like the one messages. One step forward, two steps back. Every um, fucking console with them. I mean, the, didn't they bring Super back Nintendo friend codes? Cool. Uh, yeah, friend codes are in place again. Uh, because why? I I don't know, dude. Like, it's just that's what they want to do. I I you're not stuck I mean, not only like adding this. people via friend code, but friend codes are an option. So, oh, you're not stuck only adding. That's good. Though. No, you, yeah, you, you, you could do things via like social media and and other stuff as well. Oh, uh, so, well that's a lot better. And you can add like that. you can add like people that you played with previously. It's actually, I, I mean, in truth, like we talk shit on friend codes, but I really don't know that it's that much worse than like what Blizzard does, where they give you your tag and attach like four random numbers to it that you don't have any say over. Like, it. it yeah, but at least at least with the Blizzard one, it was a real simple process to add people or block people. Well, it's real it simple. Like, it's real simple to add them on the Switch too. It's just that nothing happens afterwards. It's also not the length of a credit card number. <laughs> you can see when they launch a game, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, but Lucio, you you want to hear about One Two Switch? Uh, I played the whole thing. <laughs> no. I played. I you played, played all the of whole it. thing. Yeah, I played all of it. Uh, oh, I think is it's it really the successor of WarioWare. No, or is it just 
I hear it's a crappy version of WarioWare. Yeah, it's much lighter uh, than WarioWare. Well, There's... I'm glad we got that out the way. Can we talk about Breath of the Wild? There's only so many minutes <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, if that's if that's all you want to know about uh, about about one two switch, sure. Yeah, um, by the way, next, uh, Breath of the Wild is um, next. Fu- it's it's fucking fantastic. I mean, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, I I I was kind of worried about it. Um, just based off like a lot of the footage that I had watched, it didn't really seem like there was a whole lot to the game. Um, and I think a lot of that is just the way that Nintendo limited what people could preview and like what they could show. Um, because if you watch like pre-release footage of this game, it basically looks like you're just going to run around like a green field and fight monsters, uh, you know, sometimes. And, um, I mean, it's not entirely wrong, but there's, there's quite a bit going on in the game. I saw you got a copy, Lucio. Did you play it at all? Didn't you get a copy of Breath of the Wild? I thought I saw a picture oh, of you. Oh no! Like... My sister shipped it to my to my parents' house while I was torturing her. Oh, okay. So you were you didn't actually take it and play it? No. So no. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I... oh, I get the joke. Um, so... Right, so I put everybody to like, oh, thank you so was much. There, was, like... was there a joke there? Right, because he posted it and said thanks so much for sending us a copy of the game, and and she did. He was right. stealing her copy. Right. Right. Um. It wasn't just joke for you, Jay. Yeah, Lucio, I mean, the joke I, isn't funny when well, you. I was, I was happy yeah, for you for exactly. a moment, Lucio, but I suppose I'm not happy for you now. I'm sorry. Now we're ashamed. Uh, no, don't Steve. be happy for me. Uh, well, anyway, it's. Uh, I only have three games that I'm trying to play at the same time. So, so Breath of the Wild is, of course, um, I, I guess let's just start with it's uh, it's Nintendo's first and maybe only open world uh, game. Uh, there are only, so I I guess the big hook, like the big loop that you're getting into in Breath of the Wild is, uh, you have basically four abilities, like four key, like core abilities, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you can, uh, move stuff around with a magnet power that you have. Uh, you can, uh, freeze water, uh, to walk on it and you can uh generate and throw remote bombs that trigger when you when you tell them to and what's the fourth one uh you can freeze things you can freeze time so you're, you're oh okay uh you can point at a certain object and and uh use your power on it and it'll lock it in place for a, a brief period of time um those are the first skills that you get in the game in like the kind of opening tutorial section which is very very brief and then basically you're just set out into the world and you can go anywhere at any time. If you want to go fight Ganon uh, just right off the bat, you can. I'm sure that someone out there has probably already beaten him with, with just like immediately leaving the tutorial area. Uh, that feels like uh, an impossibility to me right now. There are some regular mobs who can kill me in one hit. So I'm not so sure. So how is the what's the like the, the leveling up system then? Uh, so stronger scattered around the world are well so first of all uh, dungeons are just about eliminated there are four dungeons in the entire game um, and uh, and you know like proper ones where there's lots of puzzles and a boss to fight at the end there's only four of those Uh, all the other dungeons have been broken up into what are called shrines and each shrine is basically just like a very very short set of puzzles usually they're all around kind of a similar theme um and uh, it's actually probably what makes the game as kind of addicting and fun as it is because the shrines are scattered just all over the world. And um, when you find one, you solve the puzzles within it. Um, and when you come out, you get what's called a spirit orb. 
And for every four spirit orbs that you get, you can turn them in to get either a heart container or an upgrade to your stamina bar, which, by the way, is a super, super difficult choice to make. Uh, it's one of the most like agonizing level up like decisions that I've had to make as to whether or not I buy those hearts or, or stamina. Because stamina has... I mean, it, it's probably the most important thing in the game. It determines how fast you can run. It determines uh, how well you can climb. And it has a very, very large effect on where you can go. Like, there are lots of areas in this game that you just can't reach until you upgrade your stamina. There's mountains that you won't be able to climb. There's lakes that you won't be able to swim across. Uh, and it's really easy to... Um, you know, get killed by the environment so, or something uh, because you don't have enough stamina. If that's the case, and there has to be other sources of spirit orbs. No, it's just the shrines. There's like uh, really? only the only the nine shrines. No, like no, no, no. Only... So, so there's only four dungeons. There are uh, like a hundred shrines or something oh, like that. Okay. They're right. everywhere, uh, and they're they're very bright. And one of my favorite kind of components of the game is uh, the the map is all locked, and you'll never guess how you uncover a portion of the map. Um, you have Do to you climb something. You have to climb a tower. Uh, and, uh, when you, when you climb the tower, it'll turn it into a waypoint, uh, and it'll, it'll, uh, reveal that area of the map. But what I thought was actually kind of cool about it is when you climb the tower, it reveals the topography of the map, but it doesn't actually like mark all the shrines for you. It doesn't tell you where any of them are. And so while you're up there on top of the tower, you're meant to pull out your spyglass basically and look around the area and try and locate the shrines yourself and uh, when you find one, uh, if you're looking at it through your spyglass, you push A and it'll drop a pin on it, a giant like waypoint that you can get to um, and, and just have it like marked on your map, basically, so that you can, you know, go and actually track it down in the world. And uh, it's kind of a it's a novel approach to the whole tower thing. Like there's a reason to actually climb the tower other than just like, yay, I climbed it. and Now it's unlocked everything like you. You actually need to get to high ground to like get your bearings and see where you need to go you could actually probably just not climb the towers at all and just stick to like really high cliffs and stuff like that and still get generally the same experience. Um, so so my, I, I had, I have a friend that um, can't stop talking about it, and he's basically compared, he said Breath of the Wild basically takes a lot of uh, concepts and mechanics that are in other video games and then does it better. Um. I don't know if that's the vibe that I get. It's super... I, I'll tell you what I think is... And the reason why I think this game is doing as well as it is, is uh, it's really, really deep. But on top of that, it's really, really mysterious. And they don't tell you a lot about uh, what's going on. And sometimes it's to a disadvantage, but most of the time it's really, it's really satisfying. So like just today... I learned that uh, there are these weapons that you can pick up that are that are uh, labeled rusty weapons, and they tend to break a little bit quicker than than regular ones. Um, but most of the time in this game, all of your equipment breaks so quickly that you're just you're just grabbing whatever the fuck you can. Like you just need whatever you can find, and uh, so you'll pick so up like the... one scenario is like ripping off a staffle's arm and then beating him with it. Uh, the skeletons, if you, if you break the skeletons into pieces, yes, you can, you can pick up their arm and use that as a weapon. Um, the skeletons are usually, uh, I've read things saying that the best way to defeat them was to like, uh, break them and then take their heads and like kick them off cliffs or into water or something. 
Um, but I've been able to just kill the heads too. So, but it is a lot more satisfying to, to kick the head into water and then watch the like body collapse behind you. Um, (laughs) it's all pretty, pretty neat. But anyway, those rusty weapons, I just learned this today and I don't even know if anybody knew this before today. Uh, but if you take the rusty weapon, first of all, every weapon can be thrown and if you throw it and it hits an enemy, it'll, it'll typically break, um, and do like a massive critical hit to it. I know this trick. I know what it is. What is it? What do you do? You 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 throw it into an auto rock. Yep. And he'll suck it in, and then he'll spit it out renewed. Yep. He'll spit out the he'll spit out the non rusty version of the weapon. So you, I literally found this out just before this podcast. So you always that you and everybody else. So so there's those enemies that that suck in and then spit out like the seeds or whatever the octoroks. Right. So when they suck in, if you throw a rusty weapon at them, they'll suck in the rusty weapon and they'll spit it back out as like the clean, uh, you know, higher durability version. So they suck the rust off of them. They suck the rust off the. They suck the chrome off the the trailer they hitch. Say they suck that rust off. Really yep, good. they suck the rust you off. Got, dude. You got a little rust on your uh, sword there. But anyway, there's your sword. There's just a ton of there's <laughs> a ton of shit like this. Um, and like the what about like customizing your because I've seen just in brief uh, you know uh, Twitch streams that I've taking a look at people look all different is there different armor and does yes. it do different things and okay. uh yeah so um from what i can tell so far uh, all of your clothing is purchased from settlements so from kakariko village or any of the other towns that you can visit um i've only found i think three different sets right now uh one of them's a soldier set that that increases just like your your defense in combat uh, one of them's like a generic all-rounder set, and then one of them uh, that looks like it's really worth purchasing is a stealth set, and it looks like a Sheik's costume from from Ocarina. And um, the stealth set makes it so that you can sneak up on enemies a lot easier. It also makes it uh, catching bugs is really important in this one, and they're very difficult to catch if you don't sneak up on them. And Are they the, like the healing bugs? Uh, yeah. No. So um, one of the most important things in the game is cooking. And this is where I said that sometimes the mystery in this game is to its detriment because it pretty much doesn't tell you how to cook at all. Uh, And it actually, you could even, I can see a scenario where you walk right past the guy who tells you about cooking and never even know that like the game has cooking. And so even if you talk to him about it, he doesn't actually tell you how to do it. Uh, He just mentions that you can cook things. And then, um, like I said, he's totally optional. You wouldn't even have to talk to him. You could just wander right past him. But uh, almost everything that you find in the in the environment uh, can be cooked in a in a pot when you find them, um, and these will, if you get the right recipes, and which takes a lot of trial and error and experimenting because there's no written recipes of any kind. You just kind of start learning what ingredients work together. Um, but you can do things like boost your stamina or boost your hearts temporarily or make something that lets you run faster. Or the really important ones are cold and heat resistance. So you can make a dish that will make it so that when you're in the desert, you don't take damage. Or when you're climbing a really tall mountain, you don't take damage. Um, you know what that really sounds like? What does that sound is, like? Is uh, Monster Hunter. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, but I had I had this conversation too when I uh, my other buddy that played this um, because I've been playing vicariously through him. Uh-huh. The cooking system Monster Hunter is a good good catch. Um, it also reminds me of the cooking system in um, the Tales games and how important that was in order of uh, to moderate your stats and give you buffs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you, I'm sure you, that, uh... that you have to. Well, he just he told me that you don't 
you didn't tell me the part where you kind of have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, I, I had to get on Google because the, the guy who tells you about cooking, he's just like, go ahead and cook something on my pot. And the way that you actually cook is you go into your inventory, you find the item that you want to cook, and you select it, and you pick hold, and then you'll actually, Link will actually hold it in his hand. Um, and so you, you pick, you can pick up the five items to hold in your hand at once. And then while you're holding them, you walk over to the pot and press a and drop them in. Um, and like I said, the game doesn't really tell you that it doesn't even really tell you about a hold button. And so, uh, it was kind of a surprise. Same with like, so there's an item called Flint, which you can use to start a fire. And uh, the way that you use flint is you, uh, you, you literally you literally have to hold the flint and then drop it where you want it and then hit it with your sword and then it will start a fire wherever you dropped it. Um, is flint a special fantasy thing that they made for this game? I think it might be. I've never. It, it's like a it's like a rock thing. I don't know. So, pure fantasy. Pure fantasy. Straight out of fantasy. Um. But yeah, anyway, using using your your flint is kind of a confusing uh thing too that that takes just a little figuring out. But yeah, the cooking is uh I I've pretty much got a grip on it now and I understand like what I've done, but simultaneously a and I'll say this too, like there's some there's some really important components that you find that will up help upgrade your equipment and if you're not careful, you can totally cook with those and uh <laughs> <laughs> and I've already I've already done it. I found a really critical item that would upgrade uh, one of my like core abilities, and I fucking okay. I fucking okay. threw Hold it into a second. recipe and cooked it. Hold on a second. How cool is that though? That you can take a key item and then cook it and eat it. Sure. Yeah, you can totally, and, and it'll make inedible food most of the time. Uh, so it, like it's edible. It'll it'll recover. Like uh, the the dish that I made with my super important item that would have upgraded my bombs. <laughs> Uh, the dish I made recovered one quarter of a heart. So <laughs> I love that they let you do that. It was that's not amazing. It was not super helpful. But that's again, that's what's so great about this game is like it it's super mysterious. Like there are things that you just find out I from mean, trial and error and um it, it's it sounds like it reminds me of like the experience of playing like an Elder Scrolls game for the first time and where you're really lost in a brand new world that you don't know anything about and it's kind of up to you to just start walking and figure it out. You know, actually, I think maybe a fair comparison, uh, believe it or not, might be Dark Souls. Uh, because God oh, damn it, I knew, was, I knew it was coming. Because A, yeah. you're going to die a lot in this game. Uh, I can guarantee that. Uh, and B, on, on top of it, like it, it really doesn't go out of its way to explain anything. And like that's kind of part of the charm. That's a little bit of the fun is, I, is I, trial and error and learning I, how things I feel work. Like I feel like that's been the trend lately, and, and this actually relates back to something uh, Trevor actually said on the last podcast in terms of, like, Horizon Dawn Zero and how they didn't really tell you anything, but, um, you know, after, after, after I went online a bit and after I played it for a bit, it's, like, kind of, it's a little by design, um, where it's, like, just, you know, here's the world. And what I like so much about that in terms of games like this, like Dark Souls and, um, and then Horizon Zero and then what it sounds like with Breath of the Wild is that that's how video games used to be. <laughs> you know, you would get, like, your brand new uh, Legend of Zelda cart or your Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. There was no online. Uh, the booklet was probably unhelpful. Like, it told you some basic stuff, but you could... You had a really, you had a really uh, pretty uh, drawing and the story, and yeah, not, like, not like, having to do with the game. Yeah, and then it had, like, a giant note section. Like, here, here's where your notes go. 
Yeah. Um, like, start playing. Okay, and thanks. Work shit out. I could so. see I could see wanting to write stuff down for this game, like like recipes for like a really successful dish. I was gonna say, do they once you cook something, do they allow you to like or does the game remember so, that recipe for no, you? No, the game will not remember the recipe, but if you have an item in your inventory and you want to see how you made it, you can go select it. So like if you get way further in the game, you're like, How did I make this fish that uh that gives me heat resistance? You could go and look at it and, and hit the start button and uh go down to recipe and it would show you what actually went into it. Um, the recipes are pretty flexible. Uh, you just have to be careful not to mix like two, uh, items that have like different effects. Um, so some of the items are just there for flavor and will help add like more hearts, uh, when you, when you use them. Um, but if you have like a mushroom that gives you heat resistance and you have a mushroom that gives you cold resistance and you cook both of them, you'll just get an item that recovers hearts. Like you won't get something that's actually helpful. So uh, you should definitely just mix in a mushroom that has heat resistance and then some bleach that has heat resistance. Well, I was going to say like salt, like get some rock salt and that'll make you a really good, like strong mushroom helpful thing. Well, here's a good one for you. Just write this down. I found a list of it there on the prima game website they've got a, a, a cooking list you need armor wrath and raw meat to restore two hearts and add low level defense boost for a minute and 20 seconds i know i know that one yeah oh well geez I <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. Hey, you know uh you know jared the polite thing would have been to say thank you <laughs> well sorry uh i guess i'm just a monster you're just ahead of the curve uh, I haven't even done a dungeon yet, and I think I've probably played, I'm guessing, 15 hours, maybe 12. Okay, well, I guess that kills that. If you haven't done a dungeon... I haven't even done a dungeon. Good so, boy. Uh, I, I know how they work, and like I have a rough idea of where they are, but... How, um, how do they work? I don't feel I'm like curious, I'm... Because dungeons... You go in there and you dungeon them. Tied to items, so how? how so that no, no, no items in the dungeons. I think they're pretty much just extended shrines. I don't know entirely how themed they are, uh, but each dungeon is tied to one of the races. So there's a there's a Zora dungeon. There's a okay, and there's a, like a black Zora. dungeon, and there's a Chinese dungeon. I understand. Right, right. Uh, and so the Chinese dungeon, I'm assuming you like build a railroad to get to the end. I don't know how it. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> Wait, which ones are the black guys in that game? The spirit tracks. Uh, black guys are probably Gorons, right? Yeah. Man, are those I the big know. guys that roll around? Yeah, those are the big yeah. guys. Uh, gotcha. The, and who's the Chinese? Uh, the Chinese have got to be the, the Zoras because they're like all There's slender. There's the water ones? Oh, because smart. they're fish people. Because they're fish the people. fish people. Yeah. 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 Well gotcha. done, Jared. And then obviously the, the Gerudos or Gerudos, however you guys like to say it. Now we can find out how they say it because they're actually going to, with the voice Talk. acting, I'll hear it yeah. now. Uh, but I, I got into a lot of trouble in the desert and had to leave, so I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't mean, that, that explains that it. Hey, actually, when you were talking about um, outfits for Link earlier, the one that I disturbingly see the most is like this um, female Gerudo yeah. outfit people like sticking him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. That's the most common one. I know the one you're talking about. It might give you like a good stat boost. Like the the clothing seems to be wildly different. I don't think that's why they put him in that. Well, I'm sure, but it still it still might be useful in in some way. Um, but yeah, the well, I guess you have to find out. You have to like you have to make peace. You have to let them let the Garudos build their settlements wherever they want, and then you have to go in there and get one of their outfits. So the added piece of complexity on your clothing is uh, you can buy these different sets, but you can also... Uh, so fairy fountains obviously don't grant you heart containers or anything like that anymore because you get them from spirit orbs. 
So instead, the fairy fountains, when you find them, uh, the fairy can actually upgrade your equipment. And if you upgrade all of a uniform set, it'll provide a bonus on top of that. And so I upgraded like the first armor set that I found. And then when I finally got to a point where I could buy the soldier armor, it really wasn't very good anymore. But I probably should buy it and upgrade it. So there's there's some added depth uh, to to handling equipment and, and kind of what you want to do with it. And I'll tell you guys a, 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 an, a, an anecdote of uh like like i said just how this game can like surprise you and and stuff like that and uh, that would be that i was uh walking around and i i wandered into these ruins and there was a poe floating around and uh first of all any enemy if you see an enemy and you see his weapon and you're like i want that weapon just go kill him and it's yours uh he'll he'll drop it always nice. guaranteed nice and in fact like real life. if you can hit him hard enough uh he may drop it without dying and you can pick up his weapon and kill him with it so it can uh it can be pretty satisfying um but anyway this this poe had like a wand that set things on fire and i was like well i got to have that and so i it, it took some effort but i i took him down and killed him and um I took his like fire wand or whatever and the next camp that I ran into I decided to use it and what I didn't really think about is every enemy in that camp had wooden clubs and so they blocked the fire with the club and it set their club on fire and it wound up doing more damage to me uh, because (laughs) of that. And I got, Ouch. I got Very like, nice. I got fucked up by that camp by, by making those badges. So you have to think a little bit more about stuff like that. Like maybe don't light your enemy's weapon on fire. Cause they might, you know, actually, that's pretty good advice. That's pretty good advice. Well, it sounds like Breath of the Wild has finally moved the Legend of Zelda into the 21st century with all the other fantasy games. Yeah, I would, I would say so for sure. I, I think it's uh, easily the most, uh, it's Nintendo's most modern, like sensibilized. I don't know, fuck that up, but uh, it, it's a, it, it feels very modern, and um, uh-huh. it, it really is good. Like I, I can see, I can see why uh, it, it's scored as highly as it has, and and why it's you know sold as well as it has for sure. And uh, it, I've it, seen it, it, on Reddit that. That uh, Zelda's ass is looking nice. I was gonna <laughs> or, say, or, how are the um, romance options? Uh, so Zelda, only, or I think it's Zelda. Yeah, but it, I don't it know. is. It's Princess Zelda. She only appears in flashbacks. Um, so I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't know how much you guys care about spoilers. Uh, there's it, this game is not gonna win any awards for its story. I can I can tell you that. Um, it's not gonna win any awards for Zelda's voice acting either. No, the voice acting across the board is not great. Um, it, it's not super impressive. It's it's not bad. It it's serviceable. Um, Zelda. Yeah, that's how that's, that's how I'm feeling about Horizon Zero. And then both of them, from what I've watched of Zelda and and from Horizon, it reminds me of Black Ops Three, where the game was fucking great until everyone opened their mouths. <laughs> hey, are you saying what's his name from Law and Order wasn't amazing? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can't even remember his saying. name. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Zelda. Sorry, uh, I know he's your favorite actor. Zelda in he particular. Is. She sounds I, really. I can, I can remember his name, and I can't even remember his character name in Law and Order to make a joke, but he is my favorite actor. Zelda. Also, what about Zelda? Uh, Zelda looks like 13, but she sounds like she's 40. Like she. Well, she, <laughs> she sounds like the the person that plays her sounds like she's like one of those older pre-k teachers trying to do shakespeare in the park yeah, yeah that's, that, that's like oh. that's like her voice she's like emma frost fake 
Yeah, they, they should have gone all the way and like hire like a lunch lady that has been smoking for forty years. And I mean, you know, oh, for Link, I need your help for being so excited. Uh, for being so excited about voice acting, it, it's utilized very sparingly in the game. Like you're you're not going to hear a lot of good. Uh, Check this out. A lot of times. Like Check this out real quick. Uh, Zelda's voice actress. She only has one other serious credit. Why? And she she played Galena in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh yeah, uh, my favorite character. <laughs> who I who I'm pretty sure had more speaking roles in the um in the comic book. But proceed. Yeah, that's weird. I I don't know why they. I don't know why they they cast it the way they did or did that. Like it feels it they, feels they, like they, kind they, of an they, oddly they cheap. Cast- approach to like such a top tier game right and i was going to say they probably approached the voice casting to this game the same way that they approached the stress tests for the switch yeah yeah uh, maybe um and, and you know we like gotta i put said the actress in our mouth first uh i guess we should talk about performance just a little bit and then we can leave it uh because it is kind of a curious thing that we've discovered which is uh, when you play the game in portable mode, uh, there are a couple sacrifices made to the environment and like draw distance and stuff like that. But for the most part, you're getting the exact same experience. Um, the difference is that it scales the resolution down to 720p, and so the game actually no. performs. God, uh, no. The game actually performs a lot better in uh, in portable mode than it does on the TV, where it's upscaled to 900p. Um, there's definitely some moments where you're going to lose frames. Having said that, it's so trivial. Like it, it's it's not impacted my opinion of the game. So in, it's native. In any way whatsoever. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Is it not native 900p then? It is when you. It, I I think it is. Um, okay, but it, that's it's weird. Just, by by by, uh, I think it's native 900p. But by downscaling it, they're just able to get you know better performance. Yeah. Um, and so the Wii U version sounds like it fits somewhere in between. Um, it sounds like it's not perfect either. Um, but like I said, I guess the curious thing is sometimes you lose frames and I can't figure out why, like, it's not like, oh, there was a big explosion. And so my frames went crazy. A lot of times it's just like, oh, you're walking down a hill. And that really, that really took you the wind out of my sails. Um, so like, I don't understand why it does what it does sometimes, but it really, like I said, has been kind of a non-issue, uh, for the most part. The, the game itself is so solid that like, you're, you're not even thinking about that stuff. And and really, even when it does happen, it's relatively rare. So speaking of solid, I, I, Trevor's question, uh, from earlier got me curious. So I went and grabbed my Zelda Amiibo and she has a really finely crafted ass crack. (laughs) Oh, I was wondering if you were going to taste it. That's what all the pictures show oh, on Reddit. All right. Let me taste it. Hold on. Yeah, taste the amiibo. No, there's no flavor. Huh. Well, uh, I don't see. I would think kids are more likely to put a fucking amiibo in their mouth than a <laughs> than a Switch game. But uh, what do I know? I think just everything should be bitter, except for food. If it's not Better, food, should be bitter too. If it's not edible, they should make it bitter. Then I'd stop sucking on my pens. Finally, I can't stop just putting a pen in my mouth. That's oh. weird, Jared. Yeah, it's just a weird thing I like to do. I have a mental... He likes like to a, put stuff in his mouth. Yeah, okay. I, have a, I have an oral fixation. Leave me alone. No. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's probably more than enough time on, on Zelda. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It's going to be one of the best-reviewed games I mean, ever. I could spend the entire podcast on Zelda. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really... It's <laughs> solid shit, man. And, like, what I guess is so cool about it is because you just get dumped into the world and can kind of do whatever you want in whatever order you want, 
everybody's going to have like a wildly different experience with this game and learn things at different times. And uh, I, I just think that's kind of a neat thing that you don't see as often anymore. I mean, I know it's not that uncommon for open world stuff. Like in Skyrim, uh, you know, you can... But even even in Skyrim, like I feel like you get into the first area and like, yeah, you can walk to the corner, but for the most part, like there's a path that most people are going to follow. And Zelda just really doesn't feel that way. Like it, it literally just feels like go wherever you want. E- even the opening tutorial area, when you finally leave there, you can leave in any direction you please because the tutorial area is like pretty close to the middle of the map. And so you go go wherever you want. Like you want to go up, down, left, right, wherever you please. Just, you know, go have fun. And uh I don't know. It's cool. Um, enemies are super fucking tough, and I'm super weak, and so I haven't. Uh, there's a lot that I yeah, haven't but is that yet. the game or you, Jared? No, I, I yeah. think you, I think you're going to be surprised at how okay. punishing uh, this game can be. There are a right. lot of enemies right now who can, and like I said, I'm I'm seriously like 12 or 13 hours into the game. I have to be minimum, uh, and there are a shitload of enemies who can take me out in one hit. No problem. All I can say is that that unfortunately I'm probably gonna have to wait to, until I can play uh, someone else's uh, copy because the Wii U is still nearly as expensive as the Switch. There's no fucking point. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you like, know, literally. for all the problems the Switch has, like if you were desperate to play Breath of the Wild and you had the disposable income and needed one of those consoles, I'd still say buy the Switch. Like, I'm not, I'm not so unhappy with it that I would dissuade someone from from getting it. But having said that, like if you're patient. I think you should probably hang in there a little bit and at least see if like some patches come through that make it better or if they like recall the docks or I could see them totally like releasing some some rubber sticker bumpers to like put on the dock rails or something like I, I'll bet it's going to come up at, at some point. What about um, do you know anything about how it works on uh, the, the Wii U and if it's worth playing on the Wii U? It, it sounds like performance is, is pretty much on par with what you get playing in docked mode on the, yeah. the Switch. Uh, yeah, it actually sounds like the the. Um, so if you don't want to wait, fine. If you don't want to wait, like, I'd go for it. I've heard some weird things about uh, motion controls. There's there's a particular shrine that uh, has you do like a marble puzzle where you move the switch around to to. Why? Uh, I, it's not a it's not a highlight of the game. It's definitely one of the one of the worst. Yeah, just just kill that shit already. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, it sounds like that has some issues on the Wii U. But it's it's a five second thing, uh, in a in a forty to fifty hour game. You could probably so, spend more than fifty hours in this game. So should we talk about the poor man's Breath of the Wild? <laughs> yeah, and actually, maybe the segue for that is uh, something that Trevor had mentioned, which was kind of interesting. Which is, it outsold Zelda in the uh, in the UK charts, really? um, which is That's not surprising. which is not super weird, just given that the Wii U does not have I, a very yeah. big install base, and the Switch there's just only so many switches. Uh, so I guess it's not a that's fair enough. It's not a I colossal surprise, but it, it surprised me nonetheless. So I went to pick up uh, near today and. Uh, there were like five people waiting for switches and didn't have any. So yeah, you know that doesn't help. Yeah, like you it's numbers. Well, and it seems like they shipped more copies of Zelda than they did switches, which I guess why not? May as well. It's cheaper to manufacture them. Uh, but yeah, in the UK charts, uh, the top five games were Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Grand Theft Auto Five, and uh, One Two Switch and Four Honor. And actually, congratulations, Super Bomberman R. Uh, you made it to number seven. Uh, so. Well, good. Super Bomberman R, that's the one game we forgot to play. 
I would, I would, uh, I would play it. But right now, my challenge is if I want to play four players on the Switch, um, two of them are going to have to sit like real cozy uh, on the side of my couch where the the Switch oh, will actually be able to shit. pick it. Because two Jared, two of them are going to have left you know what Joy Cons. What you can you can play Matchmaker with the Switch. I can actually. Oh. I hadn't thought about that. Here, here you go, Becky and Tim. You guys take the left <laughs> Joy-Con, and uh, oh, you're gonna have to sit right there and pretty much be on top of each other. Um, and you know, if uh, if someone gets an erection, that's just normal because that's what happens when you play Bomberman. <laughs> Not normal. So fucking good, man. He gives you he gives you an erection. Uh, it's just what happens. Oh, oh, oh! I know you don't want to hear about One Two Switch, but I do have to just comment real quick. HD Rumble's kind of cool. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a mini game where they put balls in the in the thing, and you're supposed to roll it around and feel how many balls are in there. And I totally knew how many balls were in there. That, that's <laughs> supposed what she to said. do that with your mouth. It was great. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> Although you know, actually, there is a. <laughs> There is a mini game in One Two Switch where you have to hold the IR camera up to your mouth like you're eating a sandwich, and then eat like like move your mouth like you're eating, and it'll count how many sandwiches you eat. Um, That's natural. So I will say, actually, there's a lot of games in One Two Switch where you could really make a damn fool of yourself, um, no problem, and, and look like you're about to eat a dick or or you know do whatever. I'm really kind of I mean, like that's, that's used to be like. Yeah, it, it, it's like WarioWare. It makes you do embarrassing things. And, and the whole game, you're not supposed to look at the TV. You're supposed to look at each other, which is super weird, too, and, and awkward in a lot of ways. <laughs> look at each other in the eye. While you're yeah, no, that's exactly what it wants. It, it specifically <laughs> requests. It very specifically requests that you look one another in the eye when you play it. Uh, 50 Shades of Switch. Yeah. <laughs> So um, anyway, I won't uh, I won't spend any more time on that. But yeah, anyway, what were you? What was your uh, thoughts on Horizon and, and outselling Zelda? You you said you had kind of a, a train of thought there. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say that it's uh, yeah. I think the only reason that it did is because of that same bullshit that I was talking about of this this uh, you know artificial demand co- or uh, supply control. And it's just like look at Nintendo. You could sell more, but you don't because you don't make it. Yep. Sorry. Well, having said that, I think it's probably a good thing they didn't ship out anymore uh, because they might be dealing with even more technical, <laughs> more pissed uh, off people problems. Yeah, so maybe they were right to only send out so many. Uh, Here you go, defending Nintendo again. It is. It is worth noting. Uh, it is worth noting. This is their best-selling console, I think, since the Wii. Um, and, <laughs> so, and wait, wait, no, no, I no, mean, no, no, dude, dude. Well, the best say launch. Best-selling console with the, best launch, yeah. The Wii. No, but you can say that because there wasn't been only one between the Wii and well, now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, I guess that's not really a, a huge crowning achievement. But I think I'd need to go back and look. But I, I think the number of systems. Hey, hey this is the best seller since Star Wars. Right? Well, I think it. I think it's uh, performed better on launch than than several other of their consoles as well. But I'm not. I'm not going to proclaim which ones because off the top of my head, I don't have a. a well, for, for sure, it's sold better than the Super Nintendo. I th- could just declare that. I think it maybe. We know that it like. Trounce the N64. It's totally no possible, and probably all the Game Boys combined. Yeah, combined. I think the GameCube is the only one that can beat it. Almost uh, as good as the Nomad. <laughs> hey, don't talk shit on the Nomad. That thing was great. I wouldn't hey, know, Lucio. What did you want to say about Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, Lucio. Um. Well, one of the things that I really like about it is kind of the same thing as in Zelda, where like. It doesn't really explain to you how to kill all the enemies. Um, 
And I really love how squishy they made the main character. So you can really take a lot of hits. You can just kind of yeah, get killed. She's like crazy squishy. If you fuck up, it's over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I love it. Um, but uh, like, so, so one of the things we were talking about last time was the kind of like the little exploit where you can like call a guy like like a machine over and then just stab it. That is not gonna work after you leave like the first yeah, area. I- I was telling I know, Jared that this I was telling Jared that this weekend it it doesn't work all the time. You can do you can use it on a lo- on basically all of the small creatures, but if you want to kill anything that's big, you're gonna have a bad time if you try that. No, yeah, I like I disagree because 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 I I beeline straight for it, and you know Jared was totally right. It it got me well clear of the first area, and even beyond that, um, and I actually exclusively invested in it to the detriment of her other skill trees, and it's been pretty overpowered. But on bigger enemies, what I've done is I've turned it into, like, a substantial part of my battle strategy. Um, so what I like doing is I like setting up an ambush for something big. Um, if I can That's see how you're supposed in, like, to be playing the game, actually, Jay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, well, I set, up, I, I set up, like, this complex ambush using her tripwires and her um, sling and all that kind of stuff. And then I hide in the fucking bushes, and I'm like, hey, come over here. Um, and I launch in with that, op- with that opener, uh, you know, the, the stealth backstab thing opener. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of drag him through the area, whoever I'm fighting, drag him through the area. Right. That's, that's how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to I, kind of right. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if it's like, if it's supposed to, because there's like a number, I think especially the, the hunt, the hunter trials have made it clear. There are a number of ways to approach situations, yeah. but I just wanted to say, Jarrett, I took your strategy, and not only did I take your strategy, but I've incorporated it into like my main strategy for dealing with the game. So, but the point I... is, you do accept what Jared was saying, which is just to like wait until one of them comes and like stab it, and then wait until the next one comes and then stab it. Like, yeah, but that's especially especially after you leave your the the secret land and you start going west, where the enemies really get tough. Like, if you do that to like uh, Thunder Joy, it's just gonna piss it off. <laughs> but this is but this is like this is like this is my my main issue with Horizon Zero Dawn is that the AI isn't smart at all. It's like not right. even remotely smart. And so Jared's trick works a, a huger portion of the time than it should. And um like his thing isn't even um you know, there her her whistle has such a huge area of effect that you can stay pretty comfortably in a, in, a, in one spot for a while, and as long as you're quick in in terms of getting back into stealth, then it's good. It's a, it's no big it's no biggie. I think there are a lot of other warrants there, but yeah. But you're I, talking I, hey. about the only thing I'd say about that though is you're talking about just killing insignificant things. Yeah, you can I can kill a bunch of the grazers all day using that strategy, but what's the point? Um, it doesn't. It's not going uh, to like make. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, like, I don't kill. I'm not gonna kill him. The the I'm not gonna kill him a non cheating way either. But my point is, is like it's insignificant to kill them in the first place. You won't, I mean, you don't need to you kill get that many. arrows, you can pretty much stick them down in one shot anyway. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's just, just wasting time. You're, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's how I feel too. It, the, with the bigger enemies, the the strategy doesn't work. And plus, on top of it all, you know, you talk about setting up the ambush and. That is the point of the game is to set up ambushes. That's the only way you're going to win. You can't run in and start shooting at things. You will die. And mm-hmm. the and the other thing too, you can see wh- where they're pathing. The the whole vision thing tells you where they're pathing. So you don't right. even need to use the whistle because you can see where they're going to walk. And I set up traps all over the place and drag them into them. That's how I. I mean, 
that's the best way to do it for sure. But see, the, the, you, this you is, can this actually is, kill somebody, saying. Jay. You can actually kill somebody in stealth without ever having to do anything. You can just slay the traps and have them walk into them. To me, the thing that seems I, I, uh, that seems, and I'm I'm coming from someone who didn't play it, of course. But to me, the the, the problem that that I had, or at least the, the the problem that I saw with that ability, was just that it always only pulled one enemy, which seems weird. Right, to me. exactly, and that's 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 the thing. So that's why it's so effective. I mean, I guess and, I probably wouldn't uh, I use think, it if it pulled everybody. So, but this is but this is this is this is other part. I also disagree with the notion that you know ambushes are how you're supposed to because there's a bunch of training in the game. You know, it's not, it's, there's nothing so overt, overt, like a super real tutorial in, in terms of it, um, aside from when she's a little kid. But there are a lot of subtle ways that it teaches you to play the game. So there are, there are the brave trials at the beginning. There are the hunter trials that you find across the big open world map. And it really opens you up in terms of all the options that you have with your gear. So ambushes are like a, a pretty effective way, but they're not the only way. I've dealt with stuff in terms, I've dealt with stuff using her um bow and arrow and i have done running and gunning and between the bow and arrow and between her sling um and uh Uh, so with the rope one there are ways that you can crowd control enemies so that you know if you want to decide oh i'm gonna kamikaze this one you can and then come out relatively unscathed uh as long as you're good with your with your um with your uh, dashing and with your crowd control um, but I think that like it speaks into her how how good and very the game is. I just wanted to defend Jared's point because it is I find it really effective even on bigger guys. Um, but I do think that Horizon Zero Dawn allows for a ton of options in terms of how you hunt marks. I mean, the thing the problem that what I'm talking about how you're supposed to play is supposed to prepare stuff. Like even when so, so there are bosses in some of the missions where you just can't you don't have prep time. Right. You uh, can, so yeah. you. So, you know, like, there's one mission where they throw, like, two really big enemies at you and, like, in, in an arena, basically. And, you know, good luck. Um, so in that situation, then you have to, you know, kind of like in The Witcher, you, uh, you know, equip the bow with the weaves that are better for it and equip the armor with the weaves that are better for it. And, you know, you try to use the, all the tools that you have at your disposal, but you can't just go in there with, like, your... Um, with your spear and try to dark souls your way out of it by rolling behind them, you know. Yeah, um, but I, I, I still, because I still, I, I guess one of the things that I'm, that I really take into doing is using the tear uh, to just kind of like learn where like the the weapons are. So like, there's a, a later game uh, enemy that has um I, that has I, like I a turret. Like, yeah. Um. So I like to you know open up by taking out its turret. It's, just, mm-hmm. but you have to, you know, you have to think about it and you have to kind of prepare. And as you keep going and going further west, you're going to start seeing them in bigger and bigger packs. So, so I guess, I guess this is this is my main issue with this conversation with like the, the opening volley that the strategy uh, doesn't work. I think the and I, because I think I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying that. Well, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying this is what I'm saying. This is my my main issue with the the idea of how you're supposed to do things and all that kind of stuff. It's selling Horizon Zero Dawn short because of the variety of ways that you are allowed to handle things. And I you just get, said and that is like about. Strategy, pre- I just gave you a completely different way to yeah, prepare. I know, so. I know, I know, what are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. You gave me you gave me a strategy so, that is entirely different from the one that I utilize, and I'm saying that's part of the beauty of the game. 
is that I'm there agreeing. are several ways to... So you are okay, okay, you're agreeing, so let me finish the point. I was going to say, that's part of the beauty of the, gra- of the game, that Horizon Zero Dawn, um, you know, as you get out into the world and as you're allowed to buy different weapons for your loadout, like, she has no constant tools. Um, you're not, you know, meant to stick to any one item. You can get different shit and replace it whenever you want. Um, sell her armor and her gear and get brand new stuff and then just try out whatever you fucking want and go wild with it. Um, and I think that's part of the beauty of Horizon Zero Dawn is that, um, you know, there really are a number of different ways to approach things that you're hunting. Um, and I, that's, that's what I'm just saying is like kind of the credit to that game. And I think in an otherwise really generic open world experience, um, in terms of just like how it's built and like everything, like the Breath of the Wild just takes another a bunch of different systems and does it better than Horizon Zero Dawn just takes a bunch of different systems and puts it in the game. Um, but the variety and how you can play, I think, is its crowning achievement. What's your yeah. favorite weapon? Mine? What's that? Either either one of you guys. What what's your favorite weapon? Uh the Shadow Hunter Bow. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one too. With yeah. the uh, hardpoint arrows. Yeah. That's a good one. I real I'm really into the. I forget what it's called. It's called like the Karja like uh, sharpshooter bow. It's, and it's got like these explosive tipped sonic arrows on them, and it just oh, annihilates yeah. the the armoring. I can open up with one, like you said, put it onto a point that's like a special point, like where there's like the grenades shooting out of the corruptors or the turret on you know on, on a certain boss, and it just rips them apart. I love that bow. So let me let me ask a question. There I is... think uh, I think Michael would actually probably agree with me on this. One of the things that was kind of off-putting about Horizon when we demoed it was uh, they pretty much like drop you in there with all that equipment and no real idea of what to do with it. And it's it's overwhelming to have like five different bows that do all this different shit. Um, is the game pretty good at like metering that stuff out or is it kind of the same thing where yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, like, it's here it all really is, good. have fun. It's actually really good at metering it out because um, what, what, what I'm trying to describe with the Hunter Trials is across the map, you're going to find trials that say, oh, here's a different challenge that you have to try in a different way. Um, and usually it'll be, it'll have a vendor nearby and it'll, it'll um, be skills exclusively tied to that vendor. So you don't necessarily have to do them. You get rewarded for doing them, but it's not a requirement. Um, yeah, I've actually never, I haven't done any of them. I saw them. I'm like, you get one box as a reward. I'm like, screw that. I'm not doing that shit. Uh, well, I, I've, I've actually done <laughs> a few of them and, I found it's a really good way to get you acclimated with like the different strategies and the different weapons that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, just, I just do it raw, man. I just go in there and like I fight a boss and hope that any of my tools will fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my yeah. strategy too. What have you found that the rewards are good on those trials? Like, is it worth me doing them for the reward? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> really. I just okay. I just like doing them. I, I, I found like, out like, that I find that the rewards in this game are kind of lackluster. Yeah. So unless you're really enjoying what you're doing, I don't. I wouldn't like do anything. Yeah. See, but I, I, right. I, the reason the reason I enjoyed the trials is because it really does open you up to that new gameplay, and it's it, they put you in relatively. It, it's kind of like a safe space almost. <laughs> it puts you like in a relatively safe area. Right. Uh, you can still die if you fuck up, but um, the trials always have something neat, like oh, go and crush this amount of enemies using this, or um, uh, you know, go and uh, go and round them up with your bow and um, just herd them into one area and. Uh, they allow for some pretty sweet shit. I want to answer your question because my favorite weapon in the game is actually the sling. Um, oh, yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. 
I, I love the sling because, you know, it's got a very short range. So it's kind of for what uh, Lucio was saying, where shit goes south and you kind of have to um, a struggle and run. And, and it's it's good for an opening ambush, but it's really thin it. But if you have the skills to complement it, then it's awesome. So I'll use the sling to freeze enemies or, or to electrocute them. And while they're frozen in place, I'll take advantage of... Um, uh, there's a critical strike that you can get specifically for when enemies are stunned and paralyzed. And then I'll just use that to rip them apart. Um, you can you can change your sling. Um, you can get like an explosive one. Uh, you can get one that does like burn damage. So yeah. I, I, I actually really fucking love the sling. That's, That's like cool. my favorite thing. The slings are really good against... Uh, there's this uh, enemy called the Billowak that are basically like uh, these gigantic like dinosaur things with this bag of like elemental damage on their back. Um, of course, heavily armor, like everything else in this game, but um, the sling, <laughs> if, if you use the, uh, the opposing element, it fucks them up bad. Nice. Um, to the point where like you can get them to explode and then suffer their own elemental damage, um, which is incredibly, incredibly satisfying. <laughs> is that the one? Are they the flame ones? There's flame, there's ice and there's corruption. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, they the are. problem is like once you start getting so, so what I did is I broke sequence a little bit and I started going west. Um, and once you start getting west, man, shit gets real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's like herds of like hard targets. Like I haven't seen grazers there. Right, right. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the performance in this game? Is it uh, pretty solid or does it have some drops or? I've never had any problems. No, yeah, no problem. It just, just seems like they've got a lot of like huge enemies in like big open spaces. You, you no, and in fact, in their arm. In fact, it just reminded me of something that I fucking love doing. Um, it's like the tire, tower thing in Breath of the Wild, um, where actually climbing towers is enjoyable because there are these things uh, called tallbacks. Oh yeah, which, climbing tallbacks. You know, they're like these huge fucking brontosaurus-like things. Yeah. And and your goal is to, like, climb to the top of a tall back. And um, uh, I don't know, in the demo, did, could you override enemies in that? I think so, yeah. In fact, I think okay. I think my goal was there was, like, a certain number of enemies that I had to, like, hack so they'd be on my side. Okay. And I killed mm. them all, and so I couldn't finish the demo. <laughs> well, you have to, your, your goal is to get to the top of the tall back and then override him. So that you can get a, a bigger gl uh, glimpse of the area, and it'll fill out your map and all that kind of stuff. But climbing the tallback itself is a lot of fucking fun, and it's usually in a super dangerous area. Um, so you kind of have to be a little quick about it. You either have to decide if you're going to eliminate the enemies in a small portion of it, wait for the tallback to pass once again, because everything does go on a path, like Trevor said. Um, and then start climbing it, or you have to decide if you're just going to fucking go for it and gun it, and then jump on top of the tall back. And it's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus. There's not a lot of danger once you're actually climbing it, um, but it, it reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus of just climbing to the top of this huge fucking massive beast that is walking around the area and taking you for a big uh, glimpse of the map. Um, and if there was ever any slowdown to be had, it would kind of be there, and I've never had any issues with it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The first time I saw that thing, I was like, oh, that's weird. I thought I was going to have to kill it at first, but then I realized it's not <laughs> aggressive. And then I was like, oh, this thing, the game wants me to climb this thing. It's going to be like a tower. I'm like, that's pretty cool. It's a cool concept. It's like, a, you know, it's a dinosaur thing that you're going to climb, and you get the vision. I get it. 
And then I ran and jumped and and jumped into its legs and instantly died. You can't touch. <laughs> you cannot touch the legs. And so I'll, I'll uh, try was, that uh, next time I play. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I thought you could climb up the legs. You cannot. It will kill you instantly. <laughs> so it's it's cool. I like that part of the game too. It's fun. Good to know. <laughs> All right. So I mean, it sounds like uh, for the most part, it's a solid recommendation from you guys, right? Yeah. I yeah. think so. I mean, I think it's going to be I've played a lot of hours. My problem, I think I was telling you, Jared, I I'm a besides the hunter trials. I have literally done everything that has come my way in, in terms of missions without trying it without progressing through the mm-hmm. um, story mode, because I'm so I'm such in I'm so into like completing every little objective Ooh, around the buddy. map that. I just I'm having a hard time progressing. I might have to stop that just because <laughs> it, just because it's becoming quite a quite a chore and I'm not getting through the story very fast. But I it has been fun and I've enjoyed every every minute of it. Like there was this one really cool mission. I had to kill these like giant alligator things in this pond and there was like four of them. And it was cool. It was just it was it was hard. It was cool, though. It was it, it was fun. You shoot them with fire arrows and it blows up their back. It's pretty cool. It's just a. It's a fun game. I think it's a. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a contender for game of the year. Personally, I can. I can tell you right now, if you're that type of person, Breath of the Wild is going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I bet. That game yeah. is. That game is like. I cannot tell you how many times I've just gotten completely distracted and sidetracked. Yeah. Especially because you set all your own waypoints, and so like you'll set six of them, you know, out while you look at a, at a tower. And you'll start working your way to one of them, and then you'll get you'll realize like, oh well, there's a mountain here, and if I go around it, and then you're like, well, what's that thing over there? And and before you know it, like, you haven't touched any of the waypoints, and it's been like two hours. You know, <laughs> I, I'll just say I'll just say this: there have been a lot of frustrating Horizon Zero Dawn sessions where I've intended to get to a certain settlement um, or do a certain mission, and then I would see something marked on my compass. I'm like, oh, let me just shout over there real quick and. My entire night is taken over by yeah. whatever I find in that direction. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good feeling though. I haven't really played a game that that elicited that from me for a while, um, so uh, it, it's it's nice, it's refreshing. So like, there's been these awesome games coming out within like weeks of each other. Where the fuck were all these games in 2016? Better question: <laughs> How bad is fall gonna suck? Like, it seems like we're right? getting all the good shit out of the way now. So like, is October just gonna blow completely? Yeah, probably. So, oh boy! I, I don't know. Wait. We have uh, so, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, no, Red Dead Redemption, yeah. Red Dead Redemption two, and you're gonna have uh, the Mario new Mario game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you won't, yeah. but I will. Hip hip hooray! <laughs> yeah. When is uh, God of War supposed to be coming out? I think that's next year. Uh, maybe I'm uh, wrong. Okay. Maybe it is this year. No, no. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out at E3. I'm sure. All right. Well, we're running way past time here. Do you guys have any last thoughts on Horizon? Go play it. Go play. I, it. I wish all the voice acting was better. Yeah. 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 It's not great. Like you said, it's like Zelda. It's passable, but it's bad. Well, it's good that the game is good enough that you don't really like worry about it anyway. Like, or mm-hmm. well, except for except for this, <laughs> Aloy likes to make a lot. Of, like, she likes to talk to herself a lot. So I have to put up with the voice acting a lot more than I would like. Are you playing her now, or is that just <laughs> your Amazon Echo? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what happened there. I think I think, I think, Aloy I think Alexa, Alexa <laughs> thought you were calling her. She thought she was, oh, she thought she was Aloy. I think probably. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. Because I, I was like, what the fuck is that voice coming out of my apartment? All right. So. All right. Well, there you go. So, well, uh, so go check I wish, out. I wish Alexa had voiced Aloy. 
I mean, this is great. We have two. Uh, we have two great games right now where you have a bow and arrow, and uh, so you should go out and play whichever one of those you have the means to play. Um, we'll have to hit about on, on torment uh, next week. And actually, I played. Uh, I played Night in the Woods as well. Which, oh, so I thought uh, you were saying you're oh, gonna play torment. You, you guys are gonna hate hearing about. I, so. I, I oh, forgot. that's okay. I you're gonna hate hearing about torment. Uh, no good. We'll be I got even. The Horizon Zero Dawn art book. Let me let me close with that. Okay, tell me, uh, tell me one good piece of art. Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell you one because this this art book is like the fucking densest art book I have ever gotten. It's about the same amount of pages, but there is like so much fucking content. I think Aloy has let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 13 pages just dedicated to Loy's concept art. You heard it here first, folks. 13 pages. <laughs> well, that's something, that's something else. Like, the main character usually gets, what, two pages in an art book? How does the, uh, then, how does the book taste? Um, let me see. Look at the book. cover. Just the cover. Um, there's no real taste of the cover. Should I look a page? If you're comfortable doing that, I don't want your pages to get stuck together. I mean, they probably already are. Let's be real here. Lloyd's pretty hot. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lloyd doesn't do it for me like that, but uh, <laughs> don't like redheads. The, the He's into blondes. Oddly, tastes like paper and ink. Huh. All right. Well, there you hear it or here you. first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like they they put a lot of. Uh, you were saying that it looked as though they had like redesigned her uh, uh, quite a bit, right? Yeah. Like she's got, she's got quite a few redesigns there, and she's got uh, this. I, I mean, you can see that they poured a lot into imagining this world, and I think that's actually the one thing we failed to mention is that Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, for all its faults, it's got like one of the most imaginative worlds I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, obviously could, yeah. it obviously has a lot of love behind it. Like I, I think that the studio uh, that, that turned it out, you know, really. Uh, I, I think they like hit their stride. We talked about this last week. How like Killzone was kind of getting tired and. Um, even at its best, I don't think Killzone was as good as Horizon. I mean, I know that's apples and oranges, but um, no, I agree. No, I mean, I think everyone agrees Killzone wasn't good. <laughs> so yeah, I never really liked that, that series. I, and the fact that uh, you told me that, like, they made Horizon like is blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, uh, there you go. So it's out now. Go check it out. Go get the art book. Go taste all these things. Uh, we haven't even we didn't even taste the Horizon disc. So I mean, there's still a lot of stuff to to you know think about <laughs> and, and work on. There's a lot of shit to taste. There's a lot there. of shit to taste. I mean, I could just say that about life, guys. You, you know, uh, you got to get out there and taste things because if you don't taste them, how do you know uh, whether or not they're really bitter? And I can still taste one two switch. It's still in there. Um, so I'm <laughs> so, gonna, I'm gonna go get a, a drink of something. Um, I'm going to go taste my cat. But hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, why don't you do us a favor? When you're done tasting your phone, why don't you pull up iTunes or or, or whatever the other fucking thing is and go subscribe to our podcast. And uh, then you should go to our website, enemyslime.com. And hey, when you're done reading all the bullshit on there, why don't you write us an email? It's contact at enemyslime.com. And then, as if that wasn't enough, here's another little project for you. A side quest, if you will. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services and that way you can well, you give them a spirit orb if they finish that side quest? i'll give you a spirit orb i don't even know uh what that's gonna do for you but uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna like it so everyone can use more stamina now you know what i mean you gotta have some guys stamina. you gotta have some stamina it's important it's really important so 
All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening, guys. And I think with that, we are out. Nintendo Switch is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Michael. Oh, uh, yeah. Michael, Michael hasn't spoken for a while. He didn't have a chance to say the Switch was stupid for a few minutes, so. <laughs> hey, I owe Doug. <laughs>